welcome to Conversations About Life. Well, thanks, Gerald, for being a guest on the podcast. So this was last minute, though I, I think I did reach out to you before. Um, but anyway, uh, and you didn't want... Uh, anyway, but this is kind of last minute here this time. So I appreciate it, and I'm looking forward to talking with you and getting to know you better. Um, you're my neighbor. You live right down the street, and you live with Joe. And then you also have a couple of dogs or in the cat. Two two Labradoodles. Okay. A twelve week old puppy and a four boy and a four year old girl Labradoodle. Okay. And then what do you do for like work? Right now, uh, well, that's an interesting story. Right now, I've been off work for a little over a year because I had a third surgery on my foot, and none of these surgeries have turned out well. Okay. So it should have, 10 years ago, I should have had a, a single surgery to repair a tendon, and they misdiagnosed it and did a surgery that didn't do anything for me. So I had a second surgery where they kind of didn't do the right thing either and damaged uh, some nerves. And then finally, I just quit trying to get the problem fixed for eight years till I knew they could find it. And they finally found it and they fixed the problem. And in the meantime, they damaged another nerve. So now my foot doesn't work right. So I can't lift my foot up. Okay. Or move it much side to side. So I've been off work on a... Short-term disability and long-term disability till till we get this sorted out. Okay. Well, let's start kind of with an introduction. Like um, that's a cappuccino, by the way, if you like cappuccinos. Sure. But um, so, how would you describe yourself as far as like just the type of person you are, or just what you're all about, so to speak? Uh, honest. Straightforward. You, I mean, some might say opinionated, but I just I like truth, and 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 we're we're not in the kind of climate right now where people like truth. They they they, but that's about it. Uh, I love my country, and it's some some of the crazy going ons. I, I would say I'm a very patriotic, truthful person. Okay. What do you enjoy doing? Because, uh, well, my foot restricts me from doing anything really physically taxing. So physically stuff, uh, probably the most physical stuff I do right now is literally walking the dogs. Tennis, running, any kind of cardio is out of the, out of the, out of the picture. I used to run and play tennis and uh, do a stair stepper a lot, but that's... That's all went to the side because of my foot problems. Okay. So I keep up with current events. I do a lot of reading. I'm a very big reader. Oh, yeah? I, what kind of stuff do you read? Um, some true crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, local account, uh, history. Big history buff. And then I keep up with kind of the current events and world events and world news. That would probably be my main focus of uh, my reading material. But I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big history buff. I I'm a I'm a war buff kind of. I I've read a lot about World War II, some World War 1, 
some of the some of the other wars but sounds disturbing but war is interesting a lot of history yeah. condensed in a short period of time right so um what's your philosophy of life so to speak like for you um how do you see is that something you even think about like just you know why are you here and what's life all about what's your like perspective on that <laughs> well uh i i'm not I, I'm not an atheist. I don't know if I'm agnostic. I was brought up Pentecostal. I'm not. I'm not anti-Christianity. I had it shoved down my throat when I was a kid, but I'm. I'm not anti-Christianity. Uh, I don't follow Christianity. I probably haven't went to church in, in a number of years, but I did go back a couple of times. But I. I think that everybody need you. Everybody needs something to believe in that's greater than themselves and i don't know you know you could take that from 12 steps or islam christianity buddhism i mean but every everybody needs everybody everybody needs to believe in something greater than themselves otherwise they latch on to crazy ideas and we see that manifest in the world today wokeism is a cult. People don't like to hear that. It's a religion. There's 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 been a, a a distancing from Christianity. People have left the Christian faith, and they're they're out there hanging out in the open, and they're going to latch onto something. It's going to be Jim Jones. Something's going to come along. If 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 you're not going to latch onto something that you feel brings you some kind of spirituality, then you'll turn to drugs. So everybody out there is is latched on to their form of religion or they're taking something to get away from it, be it drugs or alcohol or sex or some some addiction. You either have what you feel is your religion or you have a substance abuse problem. So so you're you're saying like there's a human need for something greater or some cause or some religious absolutely and then otherwise you're just kind of numbing yourself or absolutely and that's been shown across all the continents so across all the times why do you you think that is that um we that's that's such a a significant human need i i think we're in not that we're this super intelligent being, but I think that we're intelligent enough to 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 want to ask the question why and what's out there. And once you start philosophizing about that, you're you're going to you might not realize you're the end all to be all. And and if it stopped with you, you might not be happy that it's that simplistic. Because you might think that it might stop with you, but then you see your neighbor down the street, and he's not really all with it. So, could he be godlike too? Or I don't. I don't think. I don't think people. I don't. I don't think the human psyche would let somebody let them be the end all to be all. They they want to they want to belong something bigger to them themselves. I don't know if it's to let go of responsibility, but. You're going to want to belong to something that's bigger than yourself. Be it a group, a two-man group, a cult, or 
Christianity or Buddhism, but you're going to want to latch on to something bigger than yourself. Why so, that is, I'm, I can't say for sure. I don't so, think anybody can. So for the naturalists, the humanists, they're, uh, I guess they're latching on to like humanity and maybe the government and just what we can all be and do together. And, and that's what they, you know, is their source of security and hope and so forth. You think that's kind of some could be some version of that. Wokeism. Wokeism is a religion. There's, there's no, you have true believers. There's no tolerance of any deviation from the belief. Then you have cults, which I believe is a cult in this COVID thing. COVID has become a cult. You got huge mass studies that were done back in the 70s that showed that cloth masks don't work. These paper masks don't work very well. N95s work, but you have people double masking. You have people driving down the road in a car by themselves with a mask on. It's insanity. So... Any anything, we're. I, I think we're at the point in time where we're really struggling. We've we've. I'm not a big fan of. I'm not against Christianity. I'm not a fan of it for myself. But I think we have ran from all forms of religion, and and a lot of people are grasping at straws. And but that is a religion. You said wokeism was a religion. So, absolutely. So it fits you, all the definitions. So, but you're saying people have ran from religion. But, Christianity. Okay, so like tradition, traditional theism, traditional, theism right, and stuff. Correct, correct. Okay. We have ran from traditional ideologies and religions, and, and we embrace other things. Drugs, we have a huge drug problem. We have a porn addiction. You name it, we have it, and it's substituting for the real deal. So, um, okay, so because there's that human... So, so you, you think of Christianity or theism and stuff like that as something good for humanity and like it, it yes. creates stability yes. and so forth. Yes, but you don't necessarily um, say that. Th- th- think of it. So you're kind of maybe agnostic about is it? Does that necessarily mean it matches reality? That there is a a God, um, something above us who we all flow from and who is kind of overall whom we have to give an account for that type of thing. So just because there's that need and um, you don't necessarily match it up with like, then that equates to like there being a reality that matches that need, I guess. Is that right? Or I think that people, if we knew that we had a benevolent God that loved us, I mean, if you if if it, there were, if there was something more tangible that we could put our fingers on, I think we would have fewer problems. But there's no evidence of any of that, so you have a lot of doubters. And you know, back in the day before television and radio, you know, you just had word of mouth, and it was much more easier to have believers. It's it's a lot easier to be a non-believer. And these days, the internet and such, TV. Because more information is available for people to research and look into things. Correct. And you can, you know, we have telescopes and you think there might be UFOs or you can come up with all these other things. And then you have people who think they're psychics. There's, there's just a million different ways to not want to conform to regular religion. And I don't, I don't think that's been a positive. I mean, just, just because... 
I'm not a follower of Christianity doesn't doesn't mean that the the principles are great. The ten, you know, the Ten Commandments. There's a moral compass, I think, in most of us, unless we're psychopathic or sociopathic, that you know what's right from wrong. And the the Ten Commandments, the Golden Rule, all that stuff still applies, no matter no matter where you're at or where you're from, and and most people abide by that. But if you have something that's guiding you, telling you. You have regular meetings like church. You know, if you go and you meet people of the same mind, I think that's very beneficial. And and we don't have much of that right now. And and I think you can look at the newspapers of the day and tell that something has went wrong. Just Here's a question I heard today on a podcast, and I thought it was an interesting question. And um, it's these two... Um, people in academia, academia, one's a scientist, one was a philosopher maybe, but, you know, one's an atheist, one's a theist, <clears throat> and um, and the, the the theist, he thought, you know, the, the re- real question is not so much like, does an atheistic or naturalistic worldview fit what we can observe better and make sense of, or does a, a theistic view fit better? Because there's so much we don't know. But he uh, said the real question is more of like, how would we know? Like if, if by definition, God is not a part of his creation, um, he's outside of the universe so that we can't go anywhere in the universe and observe or measure or find God because by the very definition of who God is, he's not the universe, then how would we know if there was a God or not? And I thought that was like a real, that was a real interesting question, um, I thought, because because um, I doubt my own ability to be able to figure things out. And um, so so for me, it's more like, well, if, if there is a God, how would I know? Um do you have any thoughts about that? <laughs> I think that's unknowable. It, it, I, I, I cannot see how a God from anywhere in the universe or the universe would show itself. Not that there's not higher intelligence than us. Do, do, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't hate Christianity. I was brought up. My God that I was brought up with in in Pentecost was like a bad Santa Claus. He sees you when you're naughty and nice, and by God, if you do something wrong, he's going to get you. But after he strikes you down, he still loves you. And I just, a lot of that didn't sit well with me. And so, you know, I opened up my eyes to other things. I, th- I probably, my 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 idea of God is... something greater than us in the universe. There's a, I don't know if you've ever heard of a gentleman called Joseph Campbell. He's been dead for 25 years I now. think I have. Like, he was into he, he stories, was a, right? Archetype stories yes, and stuff? Okay. Yes, he I, was a professor okay. for many years, and he studied, he studied all the religions of the world. Mm-hmm. And there's a great series that he did with Bill on Channel Nine KETC. I can't. I can't think. Uh, 
Can't think of the other guy, but he did it. It's called The Power of Myth. Okay. And I think that 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 seeing how he explained how cultures from across the world and different continents looked at their idea of God opened my eyes to being flexible about a power higher than myself. I don't need to identify it trying to trying to figure out what it is or where it is or if it is 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 pointless because it's a question that will never be answered and and to try to answer that is just I wouldn't say wasting my time but it's not trying to figure out if there is a god or there isn't a god and what that god is 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 not something I I would dedicate much of my time to I just realize that I'm not the end all the be all and let me ask you about the the Christian myth so when I use the word myth like a lot of times it's used today to mean like something that's not true just a story but technically it doesn't necessarily mean that um, it does mean like a story but how would like you, you kind of gave like a little synopsis of the Christian, like the Christianity you were raised with, like a bad Santa Claus. But in just a nutshell, how would you put like the Christian story, like um, if you could put it in a couple sentences? Like I'm just interested in like someone who's, you know, not an doesn't follow Christianity, like their understanding of it, and if it matches like how I think of it and so forth. Uh, Well, I I wouldn't want anybody listening to turn away from their Christian roots by something I said, but uh, basically you have the Son of God, Jesus, is, is the belief, besides the Old Testament, and he came back to forgive us for our sins. We're, we're born into sin, and that that's kind of something I disagree with. So we all need redemption, no matter what. You cannot enter the gates of heaven without being redeemed first. And and I I'm I'm not sure I totally. There's some tenets I don't agree with. I don't agree with that. I don't. That's one of them. But you know, God sent His only Son here to forgive us of our sins. And you know, you do the right thing and ask for forgiveness, and you can be accepted into this idea of heaven, pearly gates, streets of gold. I don't know what gold would do, but I'm not sure I agree with all that. So I I, I formed a lot of doubts in my early days, and I ran from Christianity, but then I realized I was out on a limb. So I, I kind of went back to it, but after I went back to it, I... I, I knew it wasn't for me, but I knew that I needed something to believe in. So what do you believe in? I'm not the end-all, the be-all. That There's probably something greater. It, sometimes I think if I have to believe in something, I believe in, it sounds simplistic, but Gaia, the Earth, Mother Earth, I, I, think, I think a lot of people who don't have a religion would look at the earth as mother earth that 
we would treat the planet a lot better. We we should we should people that don't have a religion or don't want a religion should form some basis of of a belief system about the greatness of the earth and I, I think we could have a better place from something as as silly an idea as that sounds like the earth the earth would be a, if you don't have a god the earth would be a good place to start okay so there's a lot of hum, humans have done a lot of destruction to the earth and it's very i'm not i'm not a i'm not a i'm not a a co2 believer We've had higher levels, but I, I think we're destroying the earth with pollution, nuclear, plastic. I'm not against nuclear, but we, we are we are destroying seven plus billion people are destroying the earth. And it's not CO two, but we 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 should be better tenants to Mother Earth. So if people wanted to do that as religion, I, I I could see where you could draw strength from something like that. Would that be putting believing in something higher and greater than yourself? Yes, absolutely. Okay, and how's that? Because Earth has been here longer than us, and in a million years from now, when we finally destroy ourselves and Earth shakes us off like a bad case of fleas. And, and whenever we have done to damage this beautiful place, a million years from now, Earth is still going to be here. And it's going to be more beautiful than ever. And I truly believe that because it's been through worse than us. So if that's not greater than us, some silly, puny little human, and all the stuff that we've done to it. I mean, it, it has survived asteroid strikes. I think it can survive us. And after it survives us, it's going to be beautiful for probably billions of years to come. So as me as a little human, yes, the earth is much, much, much greater than I am. So you don't see it necessarily as eternal, but very long lasting, I guess, right? Close enough. Okay. Well, what do you find satisfying in your life? I have inner peace. It's it's I'm I'm not sure I can define it. I'm I don't I'm happy with who I am. I I don't I don't really owe anybody any apologies. I I I'm comfortable in my skin. I don't do a lot. Part of it is cuz of the foot problem, but I'm content. I'm content. I don't I don't have a whole lot, but I have enough. If if I had a lot more, it wouldn't. I'm pretty simple. I've gotten more simple as as long as as I have enough to take care of my needs. I'm content. So you're so you're saying you just find just day to day being you being Gerald satisf- satisfying. So there's not like something you do or something that's just you find satisfying, but just day to day. Existing, I guess. Every, I mean, I have needs and wants, and yeah, I, I, to be totally silly, I would love to have a new Corvette. Oh yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't need a new Corvette, and if I don't get one, I'm, I'm very, very content. But I'm, I'm content with who I am as a person, and uh, 
I've, I've lived a, a decent, humble life, and so I don't need to make any apologies. So I'm, 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 I'm happy and content. As, as things perfect? Absolutely not. Will they ever be perfect? Absolutely not. But for the most part, things are good. Okay. How did you and Joe meet? Neighbors. Oh, you were neighbors? Five houses apart. Dog, okay. my dog. My dog I, I, I'm a I'm a I'm a religious dog walker. Uh-huh. And uh I walked by her house every day walking the dog and we struck up a friendship and then it became more. Okay. Um was it here in this neighborhood? It was. Okay. Merriweather. Cool. Merriweather, okay. There's a couple on our street who kind of it was the same thing. They were neighbors and now they're more than neighbors. <laughs> They're they're married and they uh, join their household. But, um, okay, so um, so you enjoy walking your dog? Huh? Yes. Yeah. It it's it's a it's more than just the it's 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 the time it's the time where I can let my thoughts flow freely. I I look forward to it sounds silly to the dog walk because that's. That's my time to let my mind go wherever it wants to go or whenever I want to think about. So the dog faithfully follows me and, and I lose myself and my thoughts. Yeah. So that's, it's kind of like, it's my time. I mean, the, and the, the dog gets some benefit out of it too, but it, it's, it's as much for me as the dog. Okay. Um, so what are you aiming for in life, if anything? Like is, I don't know, like if you, i just leave it at that. Some more travel. Okay. I've, I've been to Europe once. I've been to Canada a number of times. I've been to Mexico. Been to Hawaii. I've been to most of the states in the continental U.S. I've not been to Alaska. I, I got about eight to ten states to go still. I haven't been to the Dakotas, Maine, and a couple of states like that. I haven't been to Washington or Oregon. I, I, I got the two corners to go, so travel. Okay. Anything you're aiming at, like uh, personally, just who you're wanting to become or anything along those lines? Nothing big. I'm okay. I'm kind of content where I'm at. Okay. Well, so I guess like um, I would ask maybe like what you would like life to be like 10 years from now or so, but it sounds like you might be like, you might like it to be traveling. <laughs> well, I, I, on, on a level outside of myself, I, I, I wish that I have thoughts that us as a country are, are soon to maybe the good times won't keep going. I, I think we've made a lot of mistakes that are going to catch up with us. And, and I think that if, if I have any worries, that would be my worries that, that all our extravaganzas are going to catch up with us. So I'm, I'm content where, where I'm at. I, 10 years from now, I, I, I don't think any of us are going to be happy. And so that I mean, if there is one thing that bothers me, that that's what bothers me. I, I, I think we're going to pay the piper soon. Okay. So you think wokeism is a bad religion, 
but you would advocate people attaching to something like earth worship or something like that then. Correct. Buddhism, anything. Wokeism is people feel morally justified to treat people they disagree with badly. And it's it's such as punch a Nazi. And a Nazi could be anybody you don't like. The trucker convoy in Canada, they call those people's Nazis. And, and more than 70 to 80% of them were vaccinated. So those people were Nazis. And they were very they were they were very mistreated, but then we have actual Nazis in Ukraine, and they're great because the evil Russians. It's just it's an upside down world. So, good, honest, hardworking truckers were called Nazis and and vilified, and real actual Nazis in Ukraine, the Azov Battalion and the right sector. Real Nazis that really have Nazi flags, Nazi emblems, Nazi salutes, Nazis hardcore through and through, and they'll tell you to your face, we're in love with them. It's just, it's wokeism, and this, it, it's crazy. There's, there's no rhyme or reason to it, but it gives, it gives insecure people an excuse to treat people badly that they don't like. And that's all wokeism is. There's there's something better out there, but we're grasping for straws. Social media has not helped this. It's an alternate reality. Social media, I know people whose lives are very chaotic, but you look at Facebook and it looks like a life of luxury. You know, they're on the beach drinking Mai Tais in a bikini and they come home and it's it's nothing like that. It's it's social media has exacerbated things. Okay. So um, anyway, I've had you kind of on the hot seat here for a while. Before, you know, I don't know if you know we might talk about anything else before wrapping up anything. But is there anything that you want to ask me? You know, in the in the conversation. How how has Will been doing? Well, how have I been doing? Because the digital age threw you for a loop from um, your current photography Photography. Business. It did throw me for a loop, um, but I'm doing fine. Uh, career-wise, I've been in a lot of transition, um, and um, it's I'm still in transition, and I'm not really settled down knowing what I'm going to be doing, but um, we're doing fine, and um, my life as of late, has been doing even better. There's um, been, um, like me and my wife have been making some uh, strides forward in our relationship after um, a difficult time. So that just brightens up everything, you know. Um, So I'm doing uh, really well, yeah. Yeah. If, if, If we have, if we all have understanding for the other person and look at it from their point of view things would be much better if you yeah. if you walk in your wife's shoes and she would walk in yours and and I walk in my significant other's shoes it's if you can allow yourself to see somebody else's point of view the the world would be a better place yeah i think you're right um 
Yeah, and um, I think we're trying to do that, and it, it is uh, much better. Um, here's something just to ask you about before, um, just be, uh, like you're into uh, astronomy and and that type of thing. Um, when I've kind of started, I mean, when I've kind of got into that just a little bit, not so much, but, um, you know, I thought, you know, I'd be able to see like uh, planets, like kind of like the photographs I see in books, mm-hmm. you know, all the colors and everything. But sometimes it's a little disappointing. Like I see, <laughs> I see a white dot and it's just like a little bit bigger of a white dot. <laughs> it, yes. Uh, your home telescope is not the Hubble. Right, the Hubble is is uh is is pretty amazing. The picture, uh, some of the if if you do take a telescope out, some things are very humbling. When Saturn, about five years ago, Saturn was the closest it was going to be to Earth, and I think it's a seventeen-year cycle, and it's tilted to the side, and you can literally see the rings. And you yeah. can even see the separation in the rings. But hmm. actually seeing the rings of Saturn was very, very humbling. It was, you actually could see, it's not like seeing Mars or Mercury and you see a bright dot, mm-hmm. you know, or Venus. It's just a bright dot that got brighter. Mm-hmm. But when I actually literally could see the rings of a planet, mm-hmm. it was it was a... It was a memorable moment the first time I seen it. When it was humbling, you felt small or smaller. Mm-hmm. So seeing, there's a few things to see with the telescope that you can do with your own eyes that that would be awe-inspiring. Most planets are not. Jupiter's kind of neat because you can see all of the moons. If you're lucky, you can see five of them, but a lot of times you can see four of Jupiter's moons, which is very, very neat. The mm-hmm. rings of Saturn. And then I would suggest looking at Orion. If you mm-hmm. look at Orion, you can see some large gas clouds where stars are literally being formed mm-hmm. in these gas clouds. And mm-hmm. so it makes you it makes you realize how small and mm-hmm. ig- insignificant that you really are. It is pretty amazing when you watch one of those videos where it starts with the Earth and it goes to the Moon, then the Sun, then the um, you know uh, galaxy, and then this star, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and then you, and you just how far can this go? And it's just amazing right. how far it goes. Yeah, the the deep space, the Hubble. I can't think of the name of it, but the deep space where Hubble shined its lens for multiple days in in a in a barren dark corner of the universe. I don't know if you know which picture I'm talking about, but there's a mm. there's a famous called Deep's Deep Space something. And so Hubble purposely turned itself to an empty spot in the sky, a very mm-hmm. empty spot. There was nothing in the spot. And so it trained the lens on that same spot for multiple days and then they developed that picture and there was thousands of galaxies in this hmm. teeny teeny weeny little empty spot in the sky wow it, it's an amazing picture yeah. deep it's called deep something and you can find it on the web but that that that's that's an amazing picture also yeah well here's something just to ask you before we wrap up what um 
What comes to your mind? Well, um, like there's a couple different ways to ask this question. Like, what have you learned about living life well? That's one way to ask it. Or to say, you know, like if you were to go back and be able to give some advice to a younger version of yourself, what would you say? You know, what did you need to know then? Or, you know, just something along those lines, like um, life lessons, I guess I'm asking about. <laughs> In my 20s, I would say a little less reckless behavior. Mm-hmm. Maybe less drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, put your head to the grindstone and save more. And yeah. Be more responsible. But once I got through my 20s and into my 30s, that happened, which I probably think is typical for a lot of males. I was I I didn't have much of a a male role model. My father left when I was a small child, so I th- I think I probably fit the regular stereotypical mo model of a person like yeah. that. So so I'm I'm content where I'm at at this point. But yeah, I I I would say there's there's not a big rush, less partying. You know, there's you can still do a lot of drinking and partying, but it doesn't have to be over the top. Yeah. Um, and you make like the world's greatest cheeseburger now, don't you? I do. Yeah. I do. And 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 I tried to overcomplicate that, and the more simple that I it got, the better it got. Okay. Well, cool. All right. Well, is there anything else, Gerald, we should talk about before we wrap up? No, I, I, I have a lot that runs through my mind, but I, it, it would take too long, and I would sound like I'm rambling on. But let, let's, let's pray for peace in Ukraine and Russia. Okay. That, that would be my final thought. Okay. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm.